I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to the Glacé Film Club and the first episode of 2021. Happy New Year to all the listeners. We've got a lot of great stuff lined up for you on the Glacé Film Club podcast this year. And we're excited to dive in with this first episode right now and we've got a really good one for you. We've saved it especially for the New Year to start with a good one. This is a conversation with myself and Jackie Todd. Jackie is a TikTok and YouTube creator, and she really took TikTok by storm in 2020 with her highly entertaining and comedic videos. She's a Canadian living in America, which is one of the themes of her videos, as well as her observations on British culture and her highly successful and very funny short films, such as Every Surfer Girl Movie and Every Skating Movie, where she acts out a comical breakdown of different cliched film genres. Jackie is also active on YouTube, with her first channel In Rough Company showcasing her love of dogs, as well as her self-titled channel, which incorporates her TikTok work, as well as showing some behind-the-scenes vlogs. Right now, Jackie has over 420,000 TikTok followers and over 29,000 Instagram followers, which is very impressive, and I'm sure she will grow further throughout 2021. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what she releases throughout this year because if last year's anything to go by, there's going to be a lot of great content coming out on her TikTok and YouTube channels in 2021. So that's all you need to know about Jackie. We've had a fantastic conversation. We dive into her acting experience, how she's taken this online through TikTok and Instagram and how she's adapted to the online world and especially TikTok as it blew up in 2020. I know you're going to love this conversation. There's a lot of great topics covered. So let's dive into it. Here's my conversation with Jackie Todd. So hello, Jackie. Thank you for joining me on the Glacé Film Club podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very excited that we're going global with this edition as you're speaking to us from the USA, which is really giving a nice international feel to the podcast as we've been exclusively UK based. So you're going to be our first international guest on this. So thank you very much for beaming in from America. Um, how's everything been for you over there? Obviously, the world's been a bit of turmoil. How are you coping over in America? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's really different depending on who it is that you're talking to. Me and my family, we are really isolated with everything. We're just being as safe as possible. But we did go on a really nice holiday. We booked a cottage and we literally didn't leave the cottage. That's all that we did was we just went to the beach that was there and stayed in that cottage. But it was just really nice to kind of get away during all of this because I feel like it's been so long now and it's so easy to get stuck into a rut with everything. So. So yeah, we're we're th- we're surviving, I would say. Sounds good. And well, I'll get onto this a bit more, but it's been uh, it looks like you've got a lovely setting there, as I've seen a few uh, from some of your vlogs on YouTube, which we'll chat about soon. But um, yeah, you've got the beach there and a lot of nice stuff going on. So I would very much like a getaway. But hopefully, the start of next year, there'll be some chance to break away from sitting uh, on my laptop all day and speak to some people face to face. But this is nice. This is good for now, having a nice chat over Zoom. But let's get into what we're chatting about today. Um, 
Obviously, you make a lot of videos. You've been making them on YouTube for a while, but now really diving into TikTok and making waves on TikTok, which is very exciting. And I've always been really excited by online media, online videos. When it comes to social media, when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with Habbo Hotel, which was kind of the social media of the day of walking around pretending you're in a hotel and chatting to other teenagers about whatever rubbish you could do <laughs> at the time yeah. but I I um, had a fan site and as part of that I used to like building up um, different videos and different pieces of media and stuff like that so from the early days online video and online media has always interested in me so the developments of YouTube and to Instagram and TikTok now is always something that's been dead fascinating to me so this is why I really wanted to chat to you about this because on this podcast we talk about a lot of films and a lot of big budget explosions in action films but hey they're only made every now and again this is the type of videos I'm watching every single day so what I wanted to start off just by asking you is how did you get into making videos on YouTube which is um, where you started off doing it and um what um, inspired you to carry on and make some more from there? Right. So when I started, um, my undergraduate degree is in acting. Um, so my intention was always to, you know, be an actor. And I did theater mostly, but I also dabbled in film. And that's what I was kind of doing after I graduated. And I got a job um, for a production company. They essentially hired me to be the face of their YouTube channel. Uh, because my my Joe job, I guess you can call it, my kind of my job apart from acting that made me money was that I was a dog walker. I walked dogs full time, and then I would um, train puppies as well, um, <laughs> which was great. But um, so they hired me. It was a it was a pet YouTube channel essentially, and they wanted somebody who knew about pet stuff to be the face of their YouTube channel. And up until that point, I had zero and when I say zero I'm talking like literally nothing no experience with cameras with editing I had never even touched it I had I didn't even know like I knew maybe what the on button was and that was about it and um, so I had no experience with it but me and him became really good friends um, and he you know he gave me the sign in for his like Premiere Pro and he really encouraged me and showed me how to do sort of the basics and just kept on encouraging me saying, if you want to be an actor, if you want to be a creative, the best thing to do is for you to create your own stuff because you can't always rely on casting directors or directors or, or mm -hmm. agents even. You can't, you can't always rely on that for getting jobs. So the best thing to do is to create your own work. And that was the most terrifying thought for me. I didn't even know where to start with any of that stuff. Um, so I just started kind of messing around and it was awful in the beginning. My videos were so, so bad, but I loved doing it. I thought it was so fun to sit there and plan out the videos and then try to record them and set up different shots. Um, I just, I had such a great time. I didn't even tell anyone about my YouTube channel in the beginning. Um, it's been going for, I think maybe five years now. And that channel also is about dogs and dog walking and dog training and all of that, that kind of world that I had and all of that knowledge that I had as my secondary job. Um, and so that's how I started into making YouTube videos. And as much as I loved it, it never really fully took off. Um, because I think one of the reasons why is that I was making these videos about dogs and and I was kind of hiding behind that a little bit mm -hmm. like I think I was too afraid of showing my personality and making videos about my life because I thought it was boring 
I thought that my life was boring, but the, the things that I was talking about were interesting. And things didn't really start to take off for me until I just kind of said, screw it. I'm just going to make whatever it is that I want to make, which is when I started doing TikTok. So I was, I niched down so hard on YouTube that it wasn't really doing me well. I mean, the videos are still successful. The channel is still decently successful. Um, but it just, it, it just wasn't, it didn't click. You know what I mean? And when I started making, when I started doing TikTok, I went on it specifically because nobody that I knew was on it. <laughs> nobody was following me and I could make whatever it is that I wanted to make. I didn't have to pick a certain niche. I didn't have to be, be anyone other than myself. And that was really the big game changer for me in my, I guess, career on social media and in making videos and making the videos that I do make is that I stopped caring. I stopped trying to fit into a certain perfect bubble and instead I just made what I wanted to make. And then it's just been snowballing from there. It right away, yeah. my TikTok just took off right away and it's been just rolling. And then from that, it's also moved over onto Instagram and I post a lot of the same videos there. And it's just, yeah, it's been a wild ride. Not what I yeah. imagined at all. No, it's fascinating. And I think the specific insight that really interests me there and what I've always loved about YouTube is that you said at the beginning, you had no real experience in creating videos, in editing videos, just your passion was, you studied acting, you wanted to do something creative, yeah. but then through YouTube, it gave you that platform to kind of actually put something together and put it out, even though at the beginning, all right, it might not have been any good or what you wanted it to be. It's that practice of all the skills. And that's what I like about it. you get to go from the beginning to the end with YouTube and put something out. If traditionally someone who wanted to be involved with film or video or media, you climb your way up a big organization and you might spend a year or so, you know, just helping out doing something really basic. And then you might get let loose on a, a, a small edit and then you learn some specific skills. But it can be years before you actually get hold of a project that you can really dive into. But with YouTube, you're there going, okay, I've got this idea. I'm going to film it. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to put it out there. And I think that's something that's quite exciting about it. And I like what you said, that's how you kind of develop your skills. Would you say with YouTube then that has kind of given you the platform for the videos you're making now? And if you hadn't have been making videos with YouTube, do you think that would have kind of stunted what you wanted to do and maybe made it a bit trickier for, for um, gathering those skills? Yeah, so I think if I didn't do YouTube first, um, I would never be doing the stuff that I'm doing now. Um, it really was, because YouTube is a lot, it's a lot harder to create those videos. It's hard to mm -hmm. make a video that's six or more minutes long and have people be entertained the entire way through. It's easier in that sense on TikTok where you have 60 seconds. Um, it's yeah. easier to keep people's attention for 60 seconds than it is for six minutes. So I really learned from YouTube how to tell a story and kind of the progression, um, the progression of it. You know, you need to hook somebody in the beginning and then there's going to be a lull. So you need to hook them again and you need to save certain things to the very end so that you make sure that they're watching. I learned all of those things from doing YouTube. And not only that, but the quality of video for the most part is quite high on YouTube, I find. And that's because it's been around for so long. Um, so there's a lot of professionals who are making videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the differences, one of the really cool things I think about TikTok is because it's such a new platform, 
um, and because for so long it was just kids dancing essentially, which are great videos. I'm not saying those are bad, um, but now there's this whole new community that's on TikTok that are professionals, like professional comedians, or there's a lot of people who um, are professional videographers who are now getting on TikTok as well, who are creating these amazingly high quality videos and they stand out. Like the second you see them, you yeah. immediately are like, oh my God, that's amazing. And that's kind of the same, I'm, I'm not at that level at all, but that's kind of the same quality that I try to do. Like my videos that mm -hmm. I make, I make comedy videos, but I also do, kind of my bread and butter videos are these um, cheesy movie remakes. So I'll do like, uh, like I, it started with every 2000s movie ever. And I just did the most classic scenes from 2000 movies. And then I've gone on to make tons of other ones. My most recent one was every, every surfer girl movie ever. I've done every horse girl movie ever. Just all the cheesiest movies that you can think of where I will release them in episodes and I'll film them like, they're movies like in my mind they are movies yeah. um and that that i just film them on my phone but the the level of telling a story that i use with all the different shots that i plan out i know about that because i had to do youtube so i would never be able to make these videos if i didn't do youtube first so i think that they yeah. are they're they're essentially the same thing just longer and shorter versions of it is the way that i see it yeah that is interesting and I can definitely see the, the progression between the two platforms. And like you said, they are totally different uh, things, but the key at the heart of them is you're both trying to tell a story. I do, I do really love those movie, uh, the short movie clips that you do. And um, I was going to ask you about those. So I'll throw the question at you now, but what kind of inspired that initial idea? Because I can see from the night, like, you've got a few different series, which have then kicked onto another one. And then you've got another one. Like you said, you've got the, uh 2000s movie and you've mm -hmm. got the surfer movie um but and they've kind of spiraled and got momentum on their own but kind of what started off thinking oh this is this is a good idea that i think i could uh, produce nicely oh, on gosh. tiktok okay so so that actually came so my first i would say so i only started tiktok um since quarantine so it's really been it's not even been a year yet um and mm. everything's moved pretty fast but probably my first probably the first 200,000 followers on TikTok came from doing, I would make videos about being a Canadian, being a Canadian who's living in the United States. Like it was all, that's all that it was. And then also I would talk about my boyfriend who lives in the UK and kind of the differences that we experienced. So my my channel on TikTok was kind of all about different differences in countries, cultural differences. Um, and I never, I've never considered myself a funny person in any way. When I was in theater school, I was never the comedic one. They always put me in these dreamy romance roles. That was kind of my thing. Um, so I never thought that I was funny. And then one day I just, I don't even know how. I as goes in the modern world, unfortunately, we had a few technical problems at this point as we were beaming our voices across the Atlantic. But do not worry, we quickly solved these and we were back at it. So here we are, Jackie picks us straight back up talking about her experience as a trained actor and how she took that into her YouTube and TikTok videos. So one thing that has always stuck with me from when I was in theatre school was they always said to find your hit, which is essentially mm -hmm. when you walk into a room, the first thing that they that someone notices about you. 
Um, it's likely what you're going to get hired for. It's before you even open your mouth. It's just what what is that person? And we all make these assumptions about people. Um, and in theater school, they always said to find out what your hit is and to milk that for all it's worth. And okay. so I kind of did that with my with my videos on TikTok as well because I know the cheesy those awful cheesy movies. I'm exactly the type of girl that would be cast in those kind of movies. <laughs> I have that kind of like bubbly dreaminess. I have the long blonde hair. Like I could play those roles. I could play the heck out yeah. of them. So when I make those kinds of videos on TikTok, I don't have to try at that character. Like that just sure. is that just is me. And I've milked that for all that it's worth. So I have found a kind of system, what kind of videos people like to see from me. And I do the same thing, but different stories. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... And I suppose... Sorry, I was just going to say, I suppose that's a good thing when it comes to uh, TikTok and the other social platforms is when you find that niche, you can really double down on it. And it will really, once you get momentum behind it, the platform will be favorable to you and you'll start getting your audience kind of building from there. Exactly. And I think so sometimes we try to get out of that saying, oh, I don't want to just do that. I don't want to just do that. But when you really think about why are people following me? Like, what, it, what is it that they're following me for? Realizing that and then realizing the joy that you bring to people through that kind of content, it, it makes me not get sick of doing the same thing. They're not getting sick yeah, of me yeah, doing yeah. the same videos. It genuinely makes them happy. So it makes me happy to recreate them and to keep doing it and to do different styles of it. Even though sometimes I'll have moments where I, I go, oh, I don't really feel like they're going to get sick of it or I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. But it's like, that's what they want. And I know yeah, that because yeah, yeah. I, I know the creators that I follow that like there's one guy. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. I think his name is Luke Luke Milling. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember his name. But he's on TikTok. He does Kira Knightley impressions. And he is so good. He looks just like her. Oh, my gosh. And I love all of his content. But every time he brings out a Kira Knightley one, it makes me laugh and it makes me happy. Like, I would be happy if he did that every single day for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. I would follow it and watch every single one of them. So I think about it in that way. People are thinking about my videos in the same way that I think about his. And so I'll always continue to make those because that's what the people want. But mm -hmm. it's also not my niche. Making those cheesy videos isn't my niche. That's my bread and butter. But I will always make different types of videos and stuff like that too. And that's definitely the, the rut that I fell into before with YouTube is I was thinking that my niche was dog videos. And I think so often okay. with niches, we niche down too hard and it's not helpful mm -hmm. at all because then it pigeonholes you into making just one type of thing and not exploring the other impulses that you have. Because every mm -hmm. time that I have been successful in videos on TikTok, it's been because I went outside of my quote unquote niche. I've just made what I felt like making and people responded to it. So I think that's one thing that's really important is, especially in the beginning when you're starting out on a new platform, to not, to not have a plan in the beginning. You need to see what the people like and what they like from you and then make your plan from that. I guess unless, unless you're maybe a business and you need to make, make videos about your products or, or whatever, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but if you're just making content, you're creating content, it's best to see what people like. Make whatever you want, see what they like, and then respond to, respond to that and make videos about that i suppose that's what it comes down to 
in all forms of video making, because there's a lot written and spoken about each specific platform and what you need to do to hit the algorithms and what you should be planning. And yeah, I suppose that is all relevant, but what you said then in terms of what hooks people to your videos initially on TikTok was the fact that there's, there's a story to it and and separately to what you were doing on YouTube, you didn't quite, you said you didn't quite find that, but yeah, on TikTok, you've got these set stories which people are captivated by and it actually works. And that's the same for anything. Like, for example, when I was speaking to people about creating videos or longer films, that's the core of it. Yes, all the other stuff works around it, but that is just relevant to how you're putting it out there. And the story definitely is the key to it. You mentioned there about making other videos as well. And I was having a look at your YouTube channel and on Instagram as well. Um, so how do you use these um, other platforms in creating your other videos and to complement each other? Because I see that as well. You do vlogs where you show how you make the videos as well, but also um, about your day-to-day routine so how does that all fit into your video creating yeah so to be honest i'm i'm just figuring it out (laughs) i feel like it's it's all so new to me and with a lot of this stuff it's not talked about like a lot of influencers don't talk about certain sides of the industry and so you're kind of on your own when you're figuring things out so for (laughs) me i i go i mean i'm i'm my instagram only just blew up like last week, basically. And it's because before that, I was too afraid to post my TikTok videos onto Instagram because so many Mm -hmm. people in my life and in my past and everything follow me on Instagram. The safety net of having TikTok is that it was all people that I don't know. And so I could be whoever I wanted to be. And then the thought of putting, especially because my videos are so cheesy and comedy is quite vulnerable, I find. I was really afraid that a lot of my actor friends would look at that and think, oh, what's what she's, she's not really acting. You know, that's not real acting. And I had kind of a complex with that for a while and had to really mm-hmm. show myself like, no, I'm having the opportunity to act every single day and I'm getting paid to do it. And I'm in control of my own career. I'm just as valid as the people who are in TV shows and in movies. Um, And then I just kind of pushed through that and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to post them. I'm just going to post them. And they've been doing really well on Instagram as well. But that is a new platform for me because I think I only had, even like last week, I think I had, maybe two weeks ago, I had maybe like 2,000 followers, if that. Um, So it happened very fast and it all happened because I just decided to share my entire life across all platforms. Um, I still haven't really gotten the hang of YouTube yet. I haven't figured out what I want to necessarily post on there. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out, but YouTube's a little bit harder because there's a lot more copyright issues with music and and things like that. So I can't actually post a lot of my TikToks because the music is allowed to be used on TikTok, but you can't use it. You can't use it on YouTube. So that's kind of the issue that I'm running into there. And I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with YouTube. Um, because there is still a fear for me of showing my normal life because I don't think it's all that interesting. Um, I like the comedy videos that I make, but those are those are scripted. I plan those out. But to do vlogs, I, I can't imagine people watching it and thinking, wow, she looks like so much fun. I don't know. It's just something that I need I to get over. That, 
Yeah, but I suppose that comes off the back of interest in the other videos, doesn't it? Because I doubt many people have got success off YouTube videos, YouTube vlogs, just on saying, oh, here I am, here's my day-to-day, there's nothing relevant to it. But the interest is seeing your videos on TikTok, people are interested in them and thinking, oh, actually, yes, there is interest to find out how these are made, what else she gets up to as well. There's a, there's a platform for it rather than you just going oh, look at me, I've just put this video on from nowhere. So That's I definitely true. think there's a there's a link there. And but it's fascinating what you said. Sorry, carry on, carry on. I was going to say, and I also do think that different platforms cer- suit certain people. I've seen people who are so successful on one platform try to do another and it just doesn't work. And I know for me, those short videos, if I tried to make longer funny ones, I don't think anyone would find me funny. They work because they're short and sweet. And I'm okay with that. I'm not offended by that fact. It's the same way that someone who does a long vlog, it may not be as successful in 60 seconds. I think that everyone, everyone has their kind of core platform, which is like, that's your main platform. And you can be successful Mm -hmm. on other ones. It's the same with, I don't think I would ever, like when you think, five years ago what instagram was like i would never i was not doing well i'm not that like pretty girl in the swimsuit like i i can't do that kind of stuff but i've found my way of getting into social media and it's through short funny videos and i think everyone mm-hmm. has their kind of thing that they can be successful at yeah 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 and yeah what you said about tiktok in terms of it felt like you know the safety net had been so separate towards anything and mm-hmm. it just made me think that because all oh, the other platforms they've been around for quite a while now i saw interlinked obviously instagram and facebook are because um instagram is owned by facebook so all of that's intertwined Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where most stuff operates now and youtube as well things tend to kind of bounce between all those so Mm -hmm. tiktok i imagine that's that's kind of had something to do with how it has managed to rise so quickly is that people can put stuff on there it's not necessarily tied to anything else it's just a kind of free platform to go yeah go and experiment and i think that's how yes. things do work and this is why for example when google tried launching their own social media it didn't work because it was so linked to everything else it wasn't a free creative space to go and do something it was just their name on the same thing that works so yeah that's quite interesting and especially when you think about making films and videos is that's where you get the best results is when people feel comfortable expressing themselves freely and i also think that that's why tiktok has been so successful because everyone is so tired of all of the crap that facebook has put everyone through like really, mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they cut the reach, they make it almost impossible for you to, to grow in front of anyone. They make it so hard to create things. And they're in control of like so much of the market when it comes to social media. And YouTube is the same as it's, they make it really difficult to succeed. Whereas on TikTok, it's not about how many followers you have. They push out content based on your interests. So somebody who's at zero can do really well if they make good content. And that's what that's what Instagram and Facebook and YouTube used to be. And then it changed because obviously they had to make money and it became kind of this icky place, which is what the way that I kind of see it. I, I mean, I still like Instagram, but I don't use Facebook anymore. Um, YouTube, I also find to be a very negative place in a lot of ways. When it comes to interacting with your community, it's a lot. It's a, it's really hard to do that on YouTube. Whereas on TikTok, everything is so much more free. Um, which obviously that is going to change. That's just how social media platforms work. Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I got into TikTok when I did. Is 
we've seen in every single social media platform, it starts off, they want you to get addicted. So they make it really easy for you to grow. And then at a certain point when enough users are on, they drop your reach and it becomes really difficult to grow. So that was one of my incentives for going onto TikTok was I want to get in there before they do that <laughs> because I missed, yeah. I missed the boat on Instagram and on everything else. So I wanted to get in there and get a following before they drop the reach and before they make it a lot harder, before it becomes oversaturated, like what other social media platforms are. Um, but that's one of the reasons why people love TikTok so much is it's, it's completely free. Um, and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. And th the thing is, is yes, there are beautiful people also on TikTok, but you don't, you don't have to be. It's, it's actually, you're more successful if you are silly and if you embarrass yourself and if you do dumb things and if you wear baggy sweatshirts, you're more successful on TikTok. Um, and, and I just feel like it's a di completely different atmosphere over there. Mind you, there is a lot of negativity as well on TikTok. But that, that happens everywhere too, the trolls. Yeah, you're always going to get a bit of that online, aren't you? But yes. what is the type of community that's on TikTok? For me, it's, I mean, I have been on now and again, but it's still quite a new experience for me. It feels quite different to everything else. But mm -hmm. who's on there and what are they looking for that's different from everything else? So I think what a lot of people, a lot of people when they first get TikTok, They'll, they'll jump on it and then they'll jump off because they see a bunch of like young kids dancing and things like mm -hmm. that. And it's because TikTok, it's one of the smartest algorithms um, that's out there right now when it comes to social media platforms. It's very smart and it can find out who you are. Um, so the more that you interact, and I don't just mean pressing like or commenting or sharing, the longer you watch a video, it picks up on that. So if you watch a video all the way through or if you watch it multiple times over and over again, it notices that and it will feed you more videos like that. So if you go on, you can immediately tailor it to all the things that you want just by interacting with the types of videos that you like. And then there's a not interested button that you can say, I don't like, I don't want to see this, these kids dancing. You can say that if you don't want to see that. And it tailors it so specifically. So for me, my TikTok for you page, there's no kids dancing that come up whatsoever. Mine's all comedy related stuff because that's the type of thing that I like to see. Um, and you still get a bunch of different things in there as well, but it, you can tailor it specifically towards what you like. And in terms of the community, one thing that I've noticed that's really big about TikTok that's not on the other platforms is promoting sharing. There's a lot more sharing and interacting. And I think that that has to do with the younger generation. Gen Zs are mm -hmm. way more interested in, in sharing stuff. Um, millennials, not, not actually as much. I, I thought it would be more, but I feel like oftentimes millennials will sit back and consume content but not participate in it. Um, whereas Gen Zs are, they're actively, they have a relationship with creators. Like I can't tell you how many followers that I have who I interact with on a on a daily basis. I know who they are. We've never talked in real life. They probably think I have no idea who they are, but I know the people who will comment on all my videos or who private message me. Like I remember those kinds of things. So mm -hmm. it's just much more of an interactive community and it's because a lot of people a lot of people over there aren't afraid of reaching out because it is like a safety blanket kind of it's, it's not the same. It's like if something happens on Instagram, it's the end of the world, right? Because your entire sure. friends and family know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But TikTok yeah, is I different. Get 
and that is it comes back to as well that thing that was really created through youtube like the idea of the youtuber the person who creates something but also has like you said a relationship with their audience Mm -hmm. which i think is really fascinating and healthy for the creative process as well because one you get an instant feedback and you get direct feedback from people who like seeing what you're producing and you know what they want to see more of mm-hmm. but it is that satisfaction of there's there's not that distance between the people you're creating for and i imagine a lot of artists creators in the past can get quite weary of producing something let's say a musician in the 70s you produce it okay but there's a long time until you get the payoff from um what you're putting out there but this you're getting a kind of instant feedback and i think that leads to a lot of more collaborations you get a lot of good stuff um in terms of video content now online where people can quickly work together on something like for example what we're doing now it's being done online okay it's just a conversation but you can um rack that up to different levels where people are creating videos together and right. that's what i like and it's interesting you say that that you can that you do speak to your followers and people who comment on your videos yeah. directly quite a bit because i do find that quite interesting how you can do that and i think it's yeah. a healthy thing to add to the creative process for sure what i did want to ask you though with regards to actually making the videos because mm-hmm. this has always fascinated <laughs> me especially uh with the beginnings of youtube as you making the video it's you alone with the camera doing multiple takes yeah <laughs> how do you go through because i imagine it can be quite funny to yourself as well if there was like as i know you've got your vlog um showing you making the videos but if then there was a series of just the camera of somebody making these videos i've always thought that in itself is a funny thing because it is just you speaking to a camera on your own what's your kind of process to get through in it and does it does it sometimes get quite hilarious to yourself as you're doing that right it takes a lot of practice it does and so talking to the camera um it does it takes it takes practice because you need to understand where your face is like what your what your certain angles are where you need to be looking and all of that just takes practice but the funniest things is when it seems if i'm doing a scene like for example so in all of my all of my cheesy movie remakes, I play all of the characters. I just change my hair, change my outfit. If I have to play the, the male, I have to play the female, I play everything. And so how many times I have to do love scenes with myself, talking to the camera, and then change my outfit and play the other side of it? I can't even imagine what people must think when they see me, like having to do these lovey scenes by myself. Um, and a lot of it just has to do with I don't know, I guess what I do is I imagine that I'm talking to somebody that I know. So when Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in front of a camera doing a YouTube video, I'm not talking to the camera, I'm talking to a specific friend who would really like this story. Okay. That's how I kind of do it. And I do the same thing every time I make um, an Instagram story or anything like that. Like I said, I know certain people that are going to be watching, like whether it's a friend or family or certain followers or whatever it is. And I'll always talk to them specifically. And I find that that really helps with making things more natural. And then the rest of it is mostly technicalities. But it does get very uncomfortable when you're out in public and you have to, you have to do things. Um, that, yeah, that's taken the most, the, that one, that's taken more practice, I think, getting used to that more than sitting and talking to the camera in my bedroom. 
I was watching one of your vlog when you were down the beach and you were filming like one of the surfing ones and oh you were God. running through the waves. I, w- I almost <laughs> died of embarrassment with that one. Oh my gosh. I made my mom come for one of them because I'm actually afraid <laughs> of the ocean. Like I, I do not like okay. going into the ocean. And I was with that scene, I knew it was coming. I was like, I have to get in there. Like I can't be a surfer girl and not go into the ocean. And so I went like knee deep, absolute maximum. Um, no, and there was tons of people on the beach. It was so embarrassing. I had people taking videos of me doing my video, but I just kind of said, you know what? <laughs> I don't care because I know that this video is going to do really well. So, and there yeah, was actually yeah. one girl who messaged me because she was, she was staying in the house across the street. And it, so my video came up on her for you page on TikTok, and she's like, "I saw you. I have a video of you." So that's probably floating around somewhere on TikTok now. Yeah. Video of me being videos now being so embarrassing, filming myself. Oh, and then I'd like that with that, even with that costume. Okay, so I had to get. I obviously I don't surf. I don't even like the ocean, and I had to find clothing that looked like I was a surfer girl. So I went to the grocery store to find like a shirt or something. The only thing I could find was an extra large child's like beach shirt. I could barely fit into it. I sat there for so long stretching it out just so that I could like fit into it for this dumb video. But it, it, it worked in the end. It worked out. But that's probably one of my favorite videos, I would say, because it's just so ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what you're saying though, about someone across the street filming you. You might just have a, a series on your own in the future of people <laughs> yeah. just putting those videos up. But again, that comes back to what I said before about the beauty of being able to go through the whole creative process from the idea to putting something out there. Like you said, you were going buying clothes for the video yeah. as well. You get to, on a small level, take part in every department of video making and filmmaking, but you get the satisfaction of the end product exactly so what i was going to ask as well is like what what do you find most satisfying about making the videos and putting them out there um honestly the my favorite part is the comments i i laughed so hard at people's comments and that's one of the differences between back when i was making videos about cultural differences and stuff people were so mean like people were so mean to me all the time i wouldn't even go through my comments because it would be so hurtful to me in, in then, what way oh they were just rude like people any this is a thing that drives me nuts anytime it's about a certain country or your experience or whatever there will always be people who will say that wasn't my experience and therefore you're not valid like what you okay. experience, what yeah, you yeah. think wasn't real. There, like there are countless people and I'm like, okay. But I literally said in the title, my first time doing this, not yours, sure. right? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, I, it's just one thing that drives me nuts about anything to do with countries is everyone thinks that their experience is the only experience and they'll be so rude. I mean, they'll be so rude just thinking thinking that other people don't belong or like saying things like, oh, go back to your own country then. If you don't like it, go back. Like, or, you know, just saying really mean things. And so I, that was really negative quite often. Like a lot of times too, it was when I would talk about Danny, my boyfriend, I would talk about just my experiences, like things that were different, things that he says that are different. Or like when I come to visit, when I come to England to visit and I experience something that's different. I'll talk about that. And there's always people who are really mean to me about that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, what, why would you, why would you even come on here and be mean? Like, I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm just saying yeah. these are differences and people try to make my experiences not valid, 
which I don't like. But then when I started making the funny videos, the comments are so positive and so fun and so happy. And they make me laugh because people will start adding to the story in the comments and they'll, you know, it's just like, it becomes this whole thing. And I've actually a lot of times used their suggestions and things. I'll tell them that I am and I'll ask if it's okay if I can use that idea. Um, But it's just those comments are so positive and those messages and a lot of people telling me that they look for those videos till I have a little laugh in the day, even if it's only like 30 seconds long. And that's the reason that I do it. That's the kind of stuff that I like doing. I, I do enjoy the rest of the process as well, but it's so exhausting. The filming, oh my God, I'll film one video and I'm like done for the day. It is so tiring. <laughs> um, yeah, especially for something that's is so short. I know. It still takes a lot going into it well, as well. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. For one video, yeah. my videos are, are 30 seconds. It takes me about three hours to film it because I have to get the location. So first I have to write it. I have to write all of my shots, which means I have to go and find different locations. If I like for the beach, I had to figure out where I was going to go, what time of day I had to go. Then I had to, I had to go, I had to set up all the shots, make sure they look good. I had to direct them, act in them. Then I had to edit the videos, find the perfect music. After that, I had to post it. And after posting it, I had to interact with all the comments. Um, so in in total it's like hours of my time to make this one stupid little 30 second video i think a lot of people don't realize how much effort it actually takes like i i work probably more than a part it's more than a part-time job at this point i'm working like full time just on these videos but but i love it it is it is so worthwhile to me to hear for me it's all about the communication with the people to hear mm-hmm. these comments. And I try really hard to respond, at least to DMs and messages, I'll respond to all of them. I can't respond to every comment because there's too many comments, but I'll respond to every message because that's the reason that I'm doing it. At the end of the day, I'm doing it for them. I'm not doing it for myself. I like it, it's fun, but I'm doing it for them because it makes them smile. So. Yeah. It's, and, and that is the beautiful thing about making anything creative or that can communicate with people and it's great that you've found a a, an avenue to do that and especially now you said that with the the ones where you're getting more positive replies from with Mm -hmm. the kind of film remakes what a kind of way to put out and i think that's the the nice side and the great side of social media is when you can put something out there that people connect with but then they can add to and get something out from the kind of two-way communication there. So exactly, and that's, that is... that's the one thing that I like. I mean, as much as I do also like YouTube and I credit everything to YouTube, um, and I'll still always do it, but that's one of the, the reasons that I prefer TikTok and Instagram more just because there is it's more of an immediate interaction with them. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, there's there's YouTube comments and everything for sure, but... I just feel like it's more it's more immediate. And then there's also the option to go live on Instagram and TikTok, which is stressful, um, but re- <laughs> but really good. And it really does help to build a community. But it is it's it's hard on a creator to do that for sure. I think a lot of people they see they see it from a different side and they think it's like easy going and talking to hundreds of people live, but it's really yeah not the easiest thing in the world. No, I'm. I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, live video. I always have been since I was a kid in the 90s watching uh, kids' TV shows in, on Saturday morning. But it's just crazy that it has made its way to social media. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely something different. Like, there's an atmosphere knowing that everybody 
is live and like whatever you said is being broadcast mm-hmm. um, i find it quite exciting from both sides but i can definitely yeah. see the, the pressure it puts on as you're doing it but um, yeah. hey we might do this podcast some live ones at some point so Ooh. you know we'll be, we'll be forcing you to go live on that then. <laughs> um, i'll have to practice but, um, <laughs> anyway anyway what i wanted to move on to was um the future basically where do you see this going you said that you're doing it for it's fun you enjoying doing it but also the response you get out of it do you have a set path where you want to make specific videos you want to take it somewhere or is it very much just you're taking it as it comes and seeing where it goes oh gosh i mean it's opened so many doors for me just in the past year that i hadn't even considered so there's a lot of things that i'm learning and still trying to figure out but i mean i'm graduating this year in may my degree is in digital marketing and i my dream is to be able to create content for companies to do basically what i'm Mm -hmm. doing but do it for other companies um and i've kind of i've kind of i don't know i i have a lot of opportunities um from people that i've met from TikTok, both um different production companies and things like that that i've communicated with so i would love to be able to work on a social media team for a production company. I know I definitely want to continue making the videos that I'm making. Um, maybe even move move into upgrading a little bit more because um, right now I just I just do everything on my iPhone and I only recently got a ring light and, and stuff like that. So I would like to upgrade and to be able to make it more sophisticated, maybe do some more in-depth comedy skits and stuff like that. Um, I also, it's always been a dream of mine, obviously I went to school for acting, to Mm -hmm. kind of pursue that also in addition to it. Um, One of the things that's really nice for me is that I never even considered comedy for myself. As I mentioned before, I was never like, I was never a comedy actor. That just wasn't, Mm -hmm. that wasn't, uh, wasn't something that I ever pursued because I never allowed myself to believe that I was. I only started making comedy TikToks because there were a few comments from people saying that I was really funny. And I remember being like, what? I'm not funny. I'm not funny at all. And I was like, screw it, because TikTok is a safety bubble and I'm just gonna make some stuff. And then that's what people have been responding to more than anything else of mine. So Mm. I am am interested in exploring that a little bit more, maybe writing in the future, um, if I can find a way right now what I'm trying to figure out is where I want to be because that's really gonna change obviously I'm in the United States now but I'm Canadian Um, I have a year after school to kind of figure it out before I have to leave the country so it's kind of I need to figure out where I want to be because that would also change things Um, there's an opportunity for me to move to LA here or I could go back to Toronto which has a really big film industry as well or I could go to the UK. I haven't really decided yet. Um, but I know I know the types of things that I'm interested in. I know that I want to work in video production, both myself as an influencer, but also that's the avenue that I want to go into with the degree that I'm getting as well. So I do feel like things have kind of just started opening up for me. Um, and it's a really exciting feeling to, to, to mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, but- um, but I, it's also really scary because I don't I don't really know what that all entails. Like, I don't know, have you ever had that feeling where it's just like, you know something big is coming, but you don't know what it is, but you know you're on the right yeah. track? That's kind of what it feels yeah. like. And I feel like in, in that position, you just have to kind of, you keep going on doing what has got you in that position. Yes. And then 
see what opportunities go because you can get in the dangerous position of overthinking and trying to specifically plan a route but you just keep doing what is going well and is satisfying and it leads you to more things because the reason that you started these like you said is because you thought it was a good thing to do you enjoyed it so that's i think the next uh, opportunity will present itself in the one that you enjoy most and get the most yeah. satisfaction and I think, for sure. I think that that's one huge thing that I've learned from all of this is to not put yourself into, you, to not put yourself into a box and just do the things that you think you can do, but to do whatever you feel like. And I know that that mm-hmm. sounds so dreamy and not everyone has the privilege to be able to do that. Um, but to, to always try, if you feel inclined to do something, there's a reason why you have that passion inside of you and so to at least explore it in whatever way that that you can that's one thing that I've kind of learned like I kind of came to the realization in the last few weeks that I, I had never even considered going out to Hollywood or anything like that I always convinced myself that that wasn't something I wanted um, because I was afraid I mean that's a terrifying thing for any actor to say because it's such a big place and the competition is so high and there's huge opportunity to fail so I always told myself I didn't want that And then with everything that's happened this year, I have proved to myself that I can do anything. And even if I, even if I do fail, even if I go out there and nothing happens, at least I tried it. At least I did. Right. I have that experience. And then I don't ever have to look back and say, oh, I wish I did that. It's best just to, just to go for it and just to do it. If you feel, if you feel drawn to something, then just do it. Even especially, I would say especially when you're crap at it. That's the one thing I found too with like with video production, no one's good in the beginning. No one is good. Everyone is crap. You learn from doing it. You learn from practicing and keeping on working and learning. So everyone has to start with making really crappy videos, taking really bad photos, doing all of that. That's the only way that you can get good at it. So. And I think then, you, and I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And I think what better way to create momentum behind yourself than doing something that you're passionate about. I know what you're saying there about going to uh, Hollywood, for example, a lot of people fail, but a lot of people I think would go and do something like that um, lifestyle or something similar where they think, well, I've just got to show up and I'll meet the right people and it'll happen. But no, the people who actually succeed at doing something like that are the ones who believe it, go after it and genuinely uh, get satisfaction out of doing it and for example from what you've been doing you've got success out of it because you've been doing things that make sense to you and um, you feel uh, will give other people satisfaction and off the back of that you do get momentum off it so I think definitely people see that in other people and that is definitely the direction to go in so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of the content you put out there and yeah. uh, absolutely excited to see uh, where the path takes you mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask you um, just one more thing because uh, we've been ne- nearly going for an hour now great chat but I am wary of not going for too long but what I did wanted to pick you up on was when you said then about um, one of the things that you'd be interested in doing in the future would be creating similar styles of videos for brands mm-hmm. what kind of opportunities do you see for brands for that style of TikTok Instagram content and is it something that um, you do speak to people about in the world of TikTok? Is it something that's growing in TikTok as well? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of money that's put into TikTok. Brands, especially in North America, in the United States in particular, it is huge, but nobody really knows how to do it. 
Um, that's the one thing that I've found with TikTok. I mean, even I'm getting a master's degree in digital marketing. And when I went to my social media professors and told them about TikTok, they had no idea. They didn't know, they, didn't, they had no idea. So the reality is that a lot of people who have degrees, who are super highly educated, don't understand how to do it. And to be fair, people who are in it don't know how to do it. Um, I've watched so many different Instagram influencers and other influencers talk about how it is that they operate their business. But TikTok is not the same. It's completely different. The price rates are different. What brands are willing to do are different. So to have, to, to be able to make these short little videos is very valuable, especially if you are someone who is a little bit more mature, like I'm 29. So for me to come out of my master's degree already knowing how to do TikTok, where all of my peers know how to do uh, Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, that already gives me this competitive edge. And there are so many different styles of TikTok videos as well. Like, yes, I do comedy skits, but there are, I've seen so many businesses that people who've started businesses on TikTok, that all of their sales come from yeah, yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Like that's how they sell things. They don't even have a website. Nice. They don't have a website. Like they just like, they just do orders through there. It's so common yeah. now because you can get everything spread out so much quicker. It's really valuable for businesses to do. Um, and so when it comes to creating content, I've had, I've had so many brands reach out to me um, asking me to create content for them or to give them tips. I've worked a little bit in the same way on YouTube where brands will pay me to make advertisements for them and things like that, that they can then post on their socials. But there is quite a lot of opportunity uh, for those kinds of things. I know that there are a lot of companies in the United States as well that a big part of their marketing team is creators. They'll hire people whose sole job is just to create. So they'll have, and it's separate from their social media team. There's like the social media planners and then there's the creators and it's people who will just make videos and make, do pictures and edit and do all of that stuff. Um, so there is a lot, there's a lot of opportunity for it for sure. And the thing that's so exciting is it's, it's really, really growing. Um, recently advertisements now, they've only been doing advertisements on TikTok for a couple of months and they've been paying TikTok creators now since August through the money from that they get from brands to be able to advertise so it's okay. like it's quite it's quite a big thing and it's kind of a whole new world it's kind of like when when instagram and facebook and all that started and it was kind of forming its way in the social media world is now changing because of the way that it's going with tiktok because i don't know about over there for you guys but like for us kids kids don't watch youtube they don't they don't watch like TV in the same way. Their main source of entertainment and their main way of getting news is through TikTok. Here yeah, it's anyway. crazy the rate of change as well. And it's interesting that you say how much money is going into it, but it's still a kind of uncharted territory for them what direction they're going to go in. Definitely something to keep an eye of. And there's, I think, loads of opportunity going forward for people making videos um, for different ways of doing it. Just one final thing to wrap us up. People will be listening to this, heard of all the stuff you've done. They'll have watched your videos as well. And we'll be thinking, okay, people want to be creative. They want to do stuff. What one thing would you say to people who do want to be creative, want to create their own videos that they should be thinking about if they are trying to put some stuff out there? Um, well, I would say what I mentioned before about the niching, niching down. Don't niche down in the beginning um, because I think a lot of people also think that a niche is something very specific, whereas it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not as specific as what you think it is. Like for me, my niche is not making cheesy movie remakes. 
my niche is to uh, make people smile and feel like they're in a community. And so anything under that umbrella is fair game for me. But if you just say, oh, my niche is cheesy movie remakes, you're pigeonholing yourself. So I would say Mm -hmm. in the beginning, especially, don't say I'm only gonna make this type of content. Make whatever you want, see what they like, and then go from there. But also pay attention to what you're passionate about too, because you don't, you want the two things to align. You want it to be something that you like and they like at the same time. So that's one of the big things. And then I think another thing is to just, just make it. If you have an idea, don't sit on the idea and try to sit there and make it better in your mind and make it perfect. Just make it. You had that impulse for a reason and it's something inside you telling you that you need to create, you need to make something. All of my best ideas came from, I literally thought of the idea, grabbed a camera and just started doing it. So if you have those impulses, just do it. Don't be afraid. Like you said, don't overthink it. Just make it. And then you don't, you don't even have to, you don't even have to post it after, but just make it like get it outside of you. Yeah. 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 I can totally get on board with that. I think it's a good piece of advice. <laughs> Anyone wants to make some stuff, get stuck in, get it out there. Do it. Well, thank you very much, Jackie. I think that rounds us off wonderfully. It's been fantastic chatting to you. Before we go, and um, where can people find your videos online if they want to look into more of the stuff that you've done? Right. So on TikTok and Instagram, my handle's the same. It's at Jackie Todd and then an underscore at the end. Um, so J-A-C-K-I-E-T-O-D-D underscore. And then you can just search my name on YouTube. It's just Jackie Todd. Um, It should come up. And then my dog channel, if you guys are into dogs, then you can look up. It's called In Rough Company. So that's all my stuff. Thank you. And in classic podcast style, I'll be putting all the links in the description. So if you want to check any of them out, have a look there and you can go straight over to all of Jackie's channels. Well, it's been wonderful chatting about it all. I think I've learned a lot. I started this determined to find out more about TikTok and I definitely have been doing. I've enjoyed watching your videos of the past few days in my light bit of research that I do for all of these. (laughs) I'm looking forward to seeing all the other content you're going to put out over the coming months. And of course, next time you're in the UK, I look forward to having a chat face to face when we can do then. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I hope that I hope that everyone learned something and that it made sense. Um, (laughs) That's what we try. We always aim for a bit of learning. I hope they have. But thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll be back again with some more great conversations with a range of interesting and creative people and of course some more film reviews. So keep listening, keep sharing the podcast and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Goodbye. And there we have it. What a brilliant conversation that was with Jackie. I thoroughly enjoyed it and I hope she did too. And I hope all you listeners enjoyed it as well and got a lot from it. I really enjoyed talking about Jackie's acting experience and how she's brought that into the modern world, let's say, and used it in TikTok and YouTube. TikTok is something that fascinates me. I've loved YouTube for ages, but TikTok has recently developed and to see how people are using it as a creative platform and how Jackie's really boosted her video production and taking it to new audience through it was fantastic and I'm sure you're getting a lot from it I've definitely gained a lot from it I can't wait to see what she's going to produce in 2021 and we will have a lot more for you on this podcast as well plenty more reviews to come your way and a lot more great conversations lined up with a whole host of creative people that I'll get something from but hopefully you'll get something from as well I'll be putting all of Jackie's details, including her Instagram page, a YouTube channel, a TikTok account, into the description. So go and check her out because you'll absolutely love it.
And once again, that was my conversation with Jackie Todd. We'll see you all next time for the next episode of the Glass A Film Club.